What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast, but this is actually your Friday, Shauna. It is my Friday. You're going away. Yeah, flying out to New York tomorrow morning. Uh, Matt Barry's wedding is on Sunday. Very nice. Um, so I'm bringing my violin, too, because I'm playing for it. And then I'm uh, on the way home, headed to Vegas for a couple days. Nice. Hilarious story, but um, it was actually cheaper to fly first to Vegas and then back home. Really? And originally I was going to stay one more day in New York, and then I realized that a lot of people were heading out anyway. And the one night cost to stay in New York was more expensive for one extra night at a hotel there because of how outrageously expensive it is. It's insane, isn't it? Then three extra days and an extra flight in Vegas. And my boyfriend loves Vegas. We haven't been for a while. So I was like, ah, let's treat him to a little Vegas trip on the back end. So... What, how much are hotels in New York? Like 500 bucks a night? Yeah, it's like 520 a night. I'm spending... Yep. Wow. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. That is crazy. Well, that should be fun. And then you're off... Monday's a holiday, so you're off Tuesday, Wednesday next week? And Thursday. And Thursday? Yes, and then okay. I'm back Friday. All right. Yeah. Glad we checked. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting you on Thursday. Wait, where, where the hell is she? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to hear Shauna's voice a bit while she's gone because we have recorded some interviews. Uh, there's, I, I actually have meant to ask you if you would help me out with a bit before yeah. you leave today. So Totally. Which we'll probably hear tomorrow. Yeah, you can give me a call anytime. I'll, I'll have my phone on. Ah, I'm not going to bug you on your vacation. It's not bugging. Days this work is not bugging. Me. Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, on today's show, there's a heritage moment. It's about Lloyd Minster, the double L, the two of them. Yeah. Used to live there myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shauna may be coming into some money here. This is kind of exciting. <laughs> We're going to talk about retiring really early. Uh, something happened to Shauna's friend with the daycare she sends her kid to. And we'll see what you think of this and how you'd react. McDonald's is running a great commercial right now, which I think you'll probably be able to relate to. It, we... We attempted to do a snobs, but our wires got crossed. Mm, yeah. And Shauna had what you might call a bit of a buff. I was all excited, too. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear this. That's the first time it's ever <laughs> happened on our show. We got our bits crossed and ended up in a booth. Uh, a bro quote for you. I'm going to quiz Shauna on the soundtrack from a famous movie. And uh, Shauna found herself stranded just recently. After your out-of-context clip of the show. Crypto, bro. <laughs> Bro, protein powder, bro. Drake. Come on. Bro. Oh, yeah. So much Drake, bro. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I've been packing my place, as you know, Beckler. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm heading to Matt's wedding tomorrow, and then I'm doing this a lot of multitasking because when I get back, I basically have one day back home. I then have a band gig, and then I have to move, and all that's doing. With, so I've had to that's really hectic. focus on making sure everything's in order before <laughs> I go away and everything like that. Well, multitasking got a bit out of hand yesterday because... 
So I went to the bathroom and I just a quick piddle. And uh, as I was going, I was like, okay, well, I looked over and I was like, oh, my, I want to paint my nails before I go away. So then I was like, perfect time to paint my nails. So here I am, paint up my nails, and then I'm done in the bathroom. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, because <laughs> then I have to use toilet paper, but my nails are done. So I can't because now my nails are wet and I'm sitting. I wish everyone could see how you're sitting right now with your hands out like Edward Scissorhands. Literally, it's like, like, what do I do what with these? What do I do with my hands? That's how I sit. I had to sit on the toilet and I couldn't even pick up my phone because my nails were done. And I'm just like, what an idiot. So now I'm like, I've str- I stranded myself on the pisser yesterday. <laughs> that is too much multitasking. Stranded. I was like, what do I do? How long does it take nail polishes to dry? Well, this is not the fastest of drying nail polishes. So it took mm. me a good five or six minutes of just sitting there like... <laughs> Staring at the walls. I can't touch anything. Or I'm like, this is... Wow. Okay. <laughs> Didn't think that one through. Did eh? not. I have a real quick quiz for you, Shauna. Oh, good. Um, my son, Bo, he's been obsessed with the movie The Sandlot over the past few days, which I, th- I think is one of the great baseball films of all time. Oh, man. It's uh, been so long. I hardly remember it. Oh, I could almost quote it word for word. I saw it so many times when I was young, and now Bo's watched it like four times in That's the last amazing. three days or something. Yeah. I need to. I have a terrible movie memory, so I could watch it like yesterday and forget it. So it's been a while. It's yeah. been a couple of years. Uh, he watched yeah. the, both sequels too, which weren't nearly as good as the no. original. But um, anyway, the, that the soundtrack in that movie is so good because it's set in 1962, so it's all like the music from that era. So there's lots of like this magic moment. Oh yeah, this kind of stuff, and, or. Uh, puts you in the moment but there's lots of songs in that movie that I think everybody knows but might not know the names of so that's what I was going to quiz you on okay to see if you could if you know the names of any of these songs I will fail horribly well that's uh, kind of the purpose so let's let's see do you know no I know the song super well (laughs) don't know this that's Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs no never would have gotten that what about this one Song, tequila. Yes. Is that what it's called? It is tequila by Great. the champs. Okay, that's uh, yeah. one more for you. Oh. Surfing in the USA. No. Surf. Surf is in the name of the band. Mm, nope. Mm, no, it's that's wipeout. Wipeout. Uh, and then I'll give you an easy one here. Not bad. Oh the no. Oh, what's the name of this? No. <laughs> you know what everyone does, right? Yep. What's the name of this? Coming up. I don't remember. I'll let him say it. Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. That's really fun. What a actually. great soundtrack, though. Yeah. So I'm, as we've talked about before, like not a lyrical person at all. So I could hear a note sometimes. Like if a note plays in a store, I'll be like, I can hum the whole thing for you. But when it comes to names, it's the weirdest thing. I'm just like, I don't know. Like okay. my, some of my favorite songs. My friend was like, well, was listening recently, I, I had it on repeat. And he's like, what's the name of this song? I'm like, hmm. It's well, a, you know what we'll do? Because you're problem. going away for like five days here. Yeah. Uh, when you come back, we'll do the one note challenge again. 
where I'll hit you with one note from a famous song, maybe a song off the X playlist. Yeah. And you got to tell me what it is. But here's the problem. Remember, I can hum it. I won't be able to tell you we'll the name, We'll count though. that as a win. Okay. We'll count right. that as a win if you know out. the song. Mm, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So this guy started following me on Twitter, and uh, I, I was like, oh, who is this? So I clicked on his profile, and the first post that I see on his Twitter was a great bro quote, I'd like to say. Oh, love great bro quotes. We've focused a lot on white girl quotes over the years. Yes. Bro quotes are a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Hit us with it. Okay, so this one is, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah, bro. I have never heard that before, and bro, that is a killer. Get some, bro. Stacks, bro. I was just, and it really, there was a bunch of them on this Twitter pro, not nearly as good as this one, but I was like, that was basically what he does. He lives for bro quotes, and this one was hustling, bro. Hustling. That that is Lamborghinis, bro. Bro. Dubai. Crypto, bro. Bro. Protein powder, bro. Drake. Come on. Bro. Oh yeah, so much Drake, bro. Man, uh, on this, uh, on the bro quote scale. Yeah. How many how many Drake hoodies out of ten is this? Well, you know the hoodies with the owl on it. Oh yeah, yeah, October's yeah. October's very own. How many of those does this get? I'm like, that's got to be up like nine. Full marks. Yeah. Full marks, bro. Especially if they're ripped, like the ripped muscle shirts as well on top of the the hoodies with the oh man, bro, bro. Bro, that's good, bro. The and Shauna Podcast. We got an email from a friend of the show, Kevin, and he said, Have you guys done tipping snobs? I was talking to someone the other day, and they were out with someone and buying them lunch. After the meal, they tipped 20%, and the other person looked down on them for not tipping 30%, believe it or not. Oh, wow. The person they were with put an extra $10 on the table to cover the difference. If it was me, I'd be very offended and tell them to deal with the bill next time, but this guy was a bit more passive and just let it happen. I know there's a tipping epidemic right now, and so many people aren't sure where to tip, but not tipping enough has always been an issue. It's true. So this person was paying for the meal? And then the person who was getting their meal bought for them complained that the tip wasn't big enough? Yeah. That is that is disrespect, to, wouldn't you say? To be fair, uh, with those percentages, yes. But um, like my boyfriend has a friend who's tipped like 5% on a bill, and it's embarrassing. I will make up for that. If you're tipping... Like, no, I won't let that fly as... No, yeah, I would add the extra. I don't know. I think it's up to the individual customer. Yeah, I know. I, I it, again, I would just feel really badly for the server and know that they would be judging me, and I would put more money on the table for that huh. if my friend were you to gave do that to the with pressure, our bill. Would you? Yeah, sure would. Again, yeah. twenty and thirty is different, but like five, no, no. Like I, w- I would be like, I need to up that a little. Even bit. if someone was buying you lunch, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say anything to them. I would never say because I would be very grateful that this person's buying me lunch, but I would probably try and figure out a way to sneak. The server a little bit really? of extra money, yeah. Disrespect, yeah. I don't disrespect. No, you're disrespectful. Five percent, you can't tip that. I don't. Why not? I don't know. We can get into this, but I know. I mean, if it's good service, it's, that would. But you're right. If it's terrible, different anyway. This is why <laughs> tipping is an issue. This is it. This yeah, is it, isn't this is it? Just but it. Tipping snobs. Oh I yeah. think are a real thing. Tipping totally. snobbery. <laughs> I noticed you accidentally left an insufficient tip, so I took the liberty of subsidizing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let me see your gratuities. Yes, well, <laughs> I tip so well that I'm known around here. The staff says, oh, look, he's back again. <laughs> okay, I have to be honest here. I thought we were going to make it sexy, make it didn't sexy, you? And I'm so sad because I had did. some... 
I have some great jokes to make it you know sexy. What? Let's do that. You make you make your sexy jokes. <laughs> You make tipping sexy. With, but without the music, it's just going to be... <laughs> We're hanging you out here. Okay, do it. Here we go. Here we go. Is that just the tip? I was hoping for a lot more than that. <laughs> okay. And your, your final one? Five. That's it. I'm sorry. That's not enough. My minimum is ten. <laughs> There was also a pee joke I had. Oh I had my some God. really good jokes about this. When you get your you get your bits <laughs> crossed. <Yeah. hey? laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's this commercial running right now. Uh, I think it's McDonald's, and I have I have it here for you. But they're talking about when you first get your license, and this is the commercial. It's sort of a universal law that the first time you borrow the car for school, there's really only one place to go for lunch. And then, of course. The first drive-thru featuring the McDouble and Junior Chicken. So it's talking about how you go to the McDonald's drive-thru, right? That's a great commercial. It, it made me smile. Totally. Because there's some truth to it. Absolutely. But it got me thinking about when I first got my license. And it, yeah, it brings that flashback to what was the first thing you did when you got your license? Where was the first place you went when you got it? I think I drove straight to my girlfriend's house at the time to go take her for a ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you do. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was hilarious because yeah, I went and picked up all my friends. I, th- I think it was like it was all pending. It was like if I if I pass, uh, I'm gonna come and get you all. Yeah. So they were all kind of just waiting, and then I picked them all up and we went. And if you didn't show up, then it meant that things hadn't gone well. Totally. At the test. <laughs> yeah, and then I was crying at home instead. But um, then we we immediately planned a road trip. That weekend, we went to my parents' cabin. I was like, wow. we're driving to the cabin with a big old boat. So I took my dad's old Buick LeSabre with the couch in the back, and we went to the cabin. And it was a big deal. My, I had to really push to allow my parents to go on a road trip, like uh, to, to take, well, I guess it would have been my car at the time. But yeah. they said, like, oh, you don't have any highway experience. I'm like, how do you get it then? Yeah. If you don't go. It's true. My parents didn't care. I don't know why. I was wow. actually shocked they let us do that, especially because it was hopping on the 401, the busiest one of the busiest highways in North America, and they were like, sure, go for it. So we did. We went to the cabin, and then we planned a trip to Montreal right after that. We went to Montreal. <laughs> I was just like, we're cool. going road tripping everywhere. That's pretty cool. I do remember that feeling, though, driving oh, yeah. home from the registry after mm-hmm. I'd passed my test. Yep. I'd put it, like, top five easily best feelings of my life. Yep. Like, just driving and realizing there was nobody else in the vehicle with me. It's so and true. And that I could go anywhere. Yep. It Actually, was awesome. Like, yeah, what a moment. What think, a moment. I think well, one time, was it me or my friend when he just got his license? We wound up at the at Arby's. Ah. Weird choice. So you didn't go to McDonald's to go nope. to the drive-thru. It was strangely Arby's. You guys were thinking Arby's, weren't of you? All the, uh, yeah. Uh, and then I think a friend's retainer got thrown out in the garbage can. <laughs> he got his license, picked you up, and you both like got the music cranked, and you're yeah. having a great time, and you look at each other, and you both say, We're going you to Arby's. You think what I'm thinking? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking Arby's. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> Super weird choice. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. If you live on a farm, <laughs> by four or five years old, you're on quads and dirt bikes. By 10, you're riding, you're driving tractors. 14, you're driving vehicles on and combines and yeah. Yeah, on the roads. Like, well, you said yesterday that you got to take the car to hockey practice when you're 15, yeah, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Drive to town, just don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I know my um, like my buddies who grew up on a farm. They like they could drive. Like you said, by the time they were ten, they were driving grain trucks. And um, the one guy bought a car when he was fourteen, started working on it two years before he could drive it on the street. Oh yeah, like you go to the you go to high schools in a rural community. 
and there's some nice vehicles there. And most of them aren't brand new. They're ones that kids started building when they were 14, 15 years old with yeah. their parents when they cleaned off and stuff like that. That's really it's cool. It's just a different, different operating, like, crazy yeah. to me. Well, and if you live rurally, a vehicle is even more important because you oh. don't have transit options, right? Yeah. They go for riding, riding the cheese wagon, the bus, to being able to drive. You want to make sure that you have something you're driving. The cheese wagon? I've never heard that term before. Uh, that's what we always call the, the bus, bit, the cheese wagon. The big yellow school funny. bus, hey? Yeah. 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 So, it's kind of yeah, it just bugs me. I never drove into Calgary until I started playing baseball in Calgary at 17. Really? Well, I was going to say, like, also, your parents are much less likely to want to drive you around because everywhere you're going is too far. Yeah. So they're also going to be like, you better get your license the minute you can. Like, get, in, get on well, and earlier. And your parents, they don't have time because it's either seeding season or yeah, They're on the farm. Always going. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you wanted to play sports, like, you, you, were, you were going alone a lot of times. Totally. Were you intimidated the first time you drove in the city? Uh, I can't remember now. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, it's, it can still be intimidating now to drive in the city. Like, a lot intimidating, but stressful because there's so many people that don't know how to drive even in the city. Yeah. I always find it's really intimidating if you don't know where you're going. That's when I get when you get when you get stressed out. If you know the roads, if you know your exits and stuff, then it's easy. But totally. If you have to like navigate yeah. while driving, then it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Can I just start using Google Maps? I got my phone to give me directions directly to it, listening to that stupid annoying voice. <laughs> I used to hand right on a sticky note my directions, and I was way more comfortable doing that. Really? Yeah. Well, can you do? You do it in advance where you're going. You listen to that voice and it'll change the direction. Oh, this is quicker. So turn left. It's like, ah. <laughs> Yesterday when we were driving around dropping off just vote damage signs, my son Brigham, who's six, he was in the back and he was holding Google Maps and navigating for me. He was like, at the next set of lights, turn left. <laughs> Straight through at the I'd stop hear, line. I'd rather hear that voice than that annoying chick that's on there telling me five could, times to turn left. Hey, you can also change the voice. <laughs> can you get you go with voice? an annoying dude instead or Brigham's voice, maybe, oh. hopefully, yeah. Brigham might have a new gig in the future. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. We've been telling you about this deal they have running right now. Until May 31st, you can build a walkout Alston front drive model in Midtown and Airdrie starting from 679s on select 34-foot canal green space lots and traditional lot lines. And don't forget... Shane Holmes does offer affordable customization. So if you go to their Thank website, shanehomes.com slash offers, and you look at this house, the Alston, and you're like, you know what? This is almost perfect, except for these little things. Talk to Shane Holmes. They can, they can make it work for you at shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I got a call from a friend of mine uh, a couple days ago, and she was absolutely beside herself, and something happened at the daycare that her daughter goes to. So her daughter is, I want to say, four now. And uh, I guess the daycare took a photo of my friend's daughter playing uh, topless and distributed it in this newsletter. So they took this cute photo of her, and then as part of the newsletter that they distributed to the, the entire school, they posted this photo of her daughter. Without her permission? Without her permission, apparently. So uh, my friend reached out to the daycare and was like, this is unacceptable. I didn't you know you were going to use this picture of my daughter. Like, can you please take this down? And according to her, the daycare was kind of 
like they apologized, but she said not very sincerely. And they seemed to be kind of downplaying the whole thing. And she was absolutely furious about it because they, again, had distributed this photo. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was trying, I'm, I'm torn on this because I don't have kids. So when I heard about this, I was like, well, the topless thing when you're a four-year-old, yeah, like, I mean, whatever. It's pretty innocent, right? A four-year-old, whether you're a four-year-old boy, four-year-old girl, doesn't matter. Right, right? it doesn't. I, I don't think it does. Um, you know, distributing this, I was like, the, the daycare probably should have known better based on just what people are like and how mm-hmm. people are very particular, obviously, about these photos. And my friend was just absolutely concerned because she was like, what if, you know, somebody uh, got a hold of this flyer that maybe is... A yeah, child predator or something, mm-hmm. and now knows where the kid goes to daycare, and so she was she was beyond upset, like yeah. just so upset about the way that the the daycare had reacted to this that she was like, "I'm going after them. I'm going to do whatever I can to like make this a big deal." And again, as somebody who doesn't have kids, I was like, I, I feel like maybe she's overreacting a little bit. I was very curious to see what you you think of this, Beckler, because you do have two kids. I think I agree with your friend. Yeah. Because, I mean, the daycare, if they're distributing photos of any children, Mm -hmm. should be checking with the parents first, I think. Here's where it gets a little cloudy, because I think that they do have permission to take photos from what I gathered. It's just not in this way. She didn't approve of this way of how they did it, right? And not everybody would be cool with, you know, their little girl topless in one of these photos. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And... Yeah, I think I think I agree with her. Like even uh, when I took uh, like the volunteer orientation that you have to take to volunteer at my kids' school, yep. like they were adamant that y- they said like if you chaperone a field trip, you can take a photo of your kid and post it, but yes. there can't be any other kids in the photo. You can't post a photo of anybody else's kids. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, I, it, sh- it should be up to each parent if they want their kids online or in a newsletter, and especially like you said, if she's running around without a shirt off, as you know, little kids do, whatever. Yes. But it doesn't need to go in the newsletter and then be distributed. So I think I would. I may not be as upset with your friend, yes. but I think she has a right to be upset. And I completely agree. So, and I said the same. Like my thing was. I was like, what would they be able to do beyond apologize? And if she said she said they didn't apologize sincerely, sincerely and I was like, oh, they that would, that would irk me for yeah. sure. That's brutal. If you're upset and they didn't read that and they're just like, what's the big deal? Yes. You know, then, yeah, that's going to make you go from Absolutely. eight Zero to ten. Right oh, away, man. Right? So. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, on the other hand, if they did sincerely apologize and like did acknowledge that that was idiotic, what would you want beyond that you know what can they do that yeah. would, that's my thing is like okay well what do you would you want blood like you want somebody to get fired over this yeah that's where i a, was like oh. a month comped at the daycare do you want yeah like, yeah but i mean if they can is was it a physical newsletter or was it a digital newsletter i believe it was digital although i don't know but so what do you do like you can't retract it it's out there mm-hmm. they have to acknowledge their mistake yeah and i try yeah. to make it right uh, but but th- then again, I was thinking, and I was like, "Geez, that's stupid! Like, you should know better than that." I think, yeah, as a daycare. You know? I think so like, too. That's yeah, that's a dropped ball on their part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as you know, as a business, they have to try to make that right. Yeah, with the customer and downplaying is not upset. not the way to do not it. Not the way to do it. No, nobody. Yesterday, just around the station here, I don't know how, but some of us sitting around got talking about retiring early. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that any of us are in the position to retire no. early, mm-hmm. but just the concept of retiring yep. early. And I think most people would be thrilled at the idea of retiring young, being financially set. But I know a couple of guys who have retired before 40 due to their you know career circumstances. Yeah. And I think sometimes they struggle to stay busy. I could see that. 
Because, I mean, you got to think, some people retire at 70 and find themselves bored. Yeah. And if you retire at 40, none of your friends are retired. That's it. What do you do? I've yeah. always talked about how if I won the lottery, I would only enjoy it if I could then make all of my friends work for me or actually have an entourage. Right. Because I was like, if you have all that money and nobody to spend it with, like, I don't want to do things alone. Hmm. Okay. That's always how I felt. I'm like, I would always want to bring my friends to, because that's the stuff that I'd want to do. I'd want to go and travel, but I don't want to do it alone. I want to have people that I love with me. So family or friends, whomever. But right. it was like, I would have to convince some friends to like take a job with me so that, you know, because I understand some people like, well, I can't just get, take your money. It's like, fine, I'll find you a job, something, something you can do that I will pay you for, but you've got to come along with me here. You can be my social media manager right? like, when we whatever. travel, some made up title, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just to have them with me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, would you, could you go without working? Like if you had the, if you had the financial opportunity to not work anymore, would you? It would be hard. I'd, I'd have to do something yeah like, get involved with the charity yeah or... right like i would still have to work in some capacity right yeah and it's tough because we have a job that's so fun to do that it's like why would i leave this job to go and try and make myself busy with some other job right aside from yeah like charity work i guess or something but yeah you got to think of how many yeah when you talk about our job like how many people who you know have money and go and start a podcast you know which yeah. is essentially what we get paid to do here right yeah, it's true I think I could fill my days if I was retired. Yeah. I th I don't think I would be bored because I, I like spending time by myself, so I'd be okay with that. You know, I have hobbies on the side that don't require other people. Yeah. Like, I would work out like three hours a day. I'd play pickleball with all my retired buddies over here. They play all afternoon. <laughs> I usually have to like get out of there pretty quickly. I'd play so much pickleball. All the pickleball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I do woodworking, which is a solo, a solitary activity as well. I'd go like full full dad mode. You know, yeah, I, I would do everything with the kids for sure. I could definitely, I think, fill my days being retired. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't because I no. just don't like doing everything alone. Huh? So yeah, if all Is my that friends what it are comes working down to? and it would be me just doing everything by myself, I'd get bored. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Is that what it comes down to? Whether or not you like spending time alone? I think it probably does. Because yeah, if you like, if you prefer solo time, you could probably fill your days easily. Yeah. Right? But. And as a young retiree, you would be spending quite a bit of time alone, wouldn't you? You would. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So we've talked at length about me selling my condo and these unexpected condo costs that I've had to pay, which was a big reason for selling. These special assessments. These special assessments, as they called. I actually uh, looked this up. I got a condo rundown yesterday. It was $45,000 I've spent in three years. Oh, so it's even more than you thought it's it was. It's more than you I thought. thought. It was 30. I thought it was 30. I've been blocking out, but it was wow. 45 grand. It's one of the uh, hidden costs of owning a condo right yeah like you look at well i think a lot of people look at the mortgage like i can afford this and mm -hmm. then you add in the condo fees and then you consider the possibility of a special assessment and that's the worst is that the forty-five thousand does not account for the 890 dollars a month in condo fees yeah. so it's just it's a lot it's steep um, yep. and those con you you hope lots of people have special assessments normally they're much smaller than that if they do come and normally they're very spread out it's just been really bad luck with my condo but uh, we've been talking about this a lot and yesterday we got a message from a friend of the show dan and dan was like well i hope that you claimed this under insurance your special assessments i was like what so apparently there's coverage in some condo insurance that covers special assessments so after dan said this i was just like no so i went home and i phoned up my insurance company and it appears as though i do have some coverage for special assessments so there is a chance that i could get some of this money back in how fact, much of it 
It says that they could you could claim up to twenty five thousand dollars. So you could just get a twenty five thousand dollar check for the insurance company in the next little while. Now there's a lot of hoops to jump through, but there is a chance that jump I could actually get a twenty five thousand. Well, what I mean is, <laughs> as you, of course, I'm going to jump yeah. through the hoops. But what I'm saying is that there's a lot of things that have to line up. Okay, for them as to, to insurance cover it. goes, we all know, right? You have to make sure that it, it fits all the. But if I qualify. Yes, there is a chance of getting $25,000 Holy back. crap. That'd be a payday. That's like winning the lottery. <laughs> that is like winning the lottery, isn't like, it? Like, this is money that I considered gone. It's gone. It's out of my account. I didn't even think. I was just like, this is gone and there's nothing. And now I'm like, even if, like, I got 5000 back, you know what I mean? Like, that is that's that's money free money. Have. That is like... Could you, could you imagine if you got all 25 oh back? Oh, my what God, kind of, no. What kind of a bender I are you going to go on if you get $25,000 from your insurance company? I don't know. It's I don't know. It kind of makes... I mean, when Daniel said that, I was like, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense because there are so many people who own condos. Mm-hmm. These special assessments come up. A friend of mine's a mortgage broker, and he said he was dealing with one that was like... I forget how many millions of dollars the special assessment was for the condo, but each owner was responsible for like 50 grand of it. Yeah. I was like, most people don't just have 50 grand sitting around no. just in case something like that happens. I count my blessings so, because I just happened to have that money at that time, like just circumstantially, because if it was any other time in my life, there's no chance in hell I could have covered that. Mm-hmm. I would have been I would have been in debt. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do Put either. Put a lien on your place, I guess. So I always have said, like, I have been so lucky in that regard that yeah, there's so I yeah. Even if that had happened two years ago, I wouldn't have been in the same. It would have been frigged, as they I say. Would, absolutely frigged. So I, but yeah, now I could even get a little bit back. Wow. Holy crap! That will be a party. Woo! Can I come to that party if you yeah. get your twenty five thousand dollar party? Everyone's invited. What about Dan? Dan's Is he invi- getting money. I already <laughs> messaged him. I said if I get any money back, you are getting some. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage moment. Today we look beyond Calgary and onto Lloyd Minster and how that city came to be. And it was all thanks to a man named Isaac Barr, whom, well, he wasn't a well-liked fellow. In 1903, Reverend Isaac Barr convinced 2,000 British bank clerks, butchers, and ex-soldiers to abandon their urban lives and set up what he called a farming paradise in the Canadian West. He promised the settlers a luxurious grand tour full of comfortable beds, pleasant accommodations, and a winter that would be bracing yet helpful with land that would be free and plentiful. This sounded promising during the Depression, and many bought in. However, these promises left a lot to be desired. In fact, in reference to his so-called grand tour, a Maclean's article from 1963 called Barr a, quote, clerical con man who helped settle the West. When the 2,000 immigrants left in 1903, they were the largest group of British subjects to ever depart for the Canadian Northwest. But things started to go wrong immediately. Barr ordered three ships, but most passengers were crammed onto one troop ship meant to hold just 550 people. There were tiny dormitories with small beds made of hay, and the amount of luggage overwhelmed the crew. Barr encouraged the emigrants to bring sewing machines and feather beds, fine china, and even their instruments, which he promised to transport free of charge. As a result, as many as 500 pianos were brought along with no room for them. The food was terrible. Some talked of eggs filled with full chickens ready to hatch and food that would make some sick. At one point, one man threw a stale biscuit at Barr, which hit him in the head and knocked him over. Barr hid in his cabin from that point forward. He was then accused of profiteering as he purchased loaves of bread and reportedly charged double what he paid for the passengers aboard the ship. 
Grocery stores heard of these wealthy travelers and doubled their prices as they arrived along the way. At a meeting in Battleford, Saskatchewan, the angry travelers forced Barr to resign and demanded that Reverend Lloyd become their new leader instead. The original plan was to name the place where they settled Barview after Reverend Barr, but this name was rejected and instead it was named Lloyd Minster after their new leader, Reverend Lloyd. Despite their challenges, those that did make the journey were very industrious. By the fall of 1903, just a few months later, the site had a church, post office, telegraph office, drugstore, saddlery, and 75 houses. Really impressive for just a few months of settlement. That's the fastest the population of Lloyd Minster ever grew. Reverend Lloyd only stayed a couple of years before departing and becoming Bishop of Saskatchewan. And Isaac Barr attempted another settlement scheme, which failed miserably. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. Yeah, my favorite uh, club is the uh, Foot Wedge. This is the best one. That's a, that's a Fred joke, isn't that? That is. <sighs> Golf. You gotta do it. <laughs> Golf, you gotta do it. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca. 